What's going on, guys? Welcome into episode four of the Dorm to Dorm Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Max. I'm Malone. And today we're going to be going over some starts, sits, buy lows, sell highs, and the game picks, of course. Um, today is November 22nd. We're trying to get this episode in before Thanksgiving. Anything you want to say? Uh, everyone, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, hope you're ready for this podcast. Let's get right into it. All right, so let's start with some buy lows each. I'll give you my first one. Keenan Allen, uh, first game back uh, from an injury, eight targets. Got to be Herbert's favorite target. They looked a lot better offensively overall with him back in the lineup. Uh, look, He looked pretty good. He looked healthy. I think he'll continue to get peppered with those targets. Mike Williams now dealing with another injury. So I would definitely go try to trade for him. Um, I don't think anyone's valuing him crazy high right now. Definitely not what he was drafted at um, in your drafts in the summer. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, I think Keenan Allen's always been one of my favorite players in the NFL, like low-key. Um, he's just a very talented receiver. I know he's been struggling with injuries, but I'm happy that he's fully healthy now. And like you said, with Mike Williams have or being on the sideline, or maybe being on the sideline, it's going to be easier for him to get open and be that receiving one threat that he really is. Um, I mean, their game against the Chiefs was very close, and sadly they lost by three points. But I really think that the Chargers' offense showed a lot of like positivity. Like the Chargers have struggled on offense for majority of the year with the amount of injuries they've had in the receiving core, um, and maybe Herbert hasn't played the best. Uh, but I think, honestly, last week was a really good sign for them. I think from now on, they're really going to compete uh, and hopefully make that playoff push in the end of the year, which kind of ties into my buy low, which is Justin Herbert. Um, I think with the emergence of Keenan Allen and Joshua Palmer, uh, Herbert will definitely benefit from this. I think the amount of yardage he had, he had like 280 yards uh, last week, which is pretty solid for him. Um, and he struggled for a majority of the year, so a lot of fantasy owners have been frustrated by his play. People thought he was going to be a top three quarterback this year. Um, and I th- really think he has arm talent for this, but he just hasn't been able to show it. But I think last week was a really good sign for things to come. Um, Eckler had a really solid week, but I think like with if Palmer, Allen, and Mike Williams are in the lineup, there's no way Herbert doesn't succeed. For sure, I'd agree with that. I mean, I gotta, I gotta like Herbert, like in Keenan Allen, also. So I think those two could go pretty hand in hand. Um, quarterbacks are struggling this year anyway, so looking forward, um, trying to make a playoff push for the playoffs. Justin Herbert's definitely a viable option. Um, another quarterback I got on my buy low is Lamar Jackson. Now he hasn't had a great game. He started off the year very strong. He hasn't had a solid game since week eight against Tampa Bay, putting up around 22 fantasy points. But he does have a great upcoming schedule for the fantasy playoffs. He gets Cleveland in week 15, then Atlanta and Pittsburgh. Um, If he's going to... if he's going to look like he did at the beginning of the season, beginning of the season, it's going to be starting now. Gets Jacksonville this week, and I think that definitely benefits Mark Andrews as well. Um, he's been very disappointing, I'm sure. I mean, I'm an owner in one of my leagues of Mark Andrews, and he's been very frustrating. Has not seen the same 
uh, points as he, ha- he has at the beginning of the season. But I do think that gets better. And as Lamar and the Ravens try to make that playoff push, mm-hmm. um, I think he's going to need to rely on that on some kind of pass catching option. And I think that's going to be Mark Andrews. Yeah, I think uh, the Ravens' offense is really interesting. I think they're they're one of the best, better teams with their rushing attack. I think with Lamar's running ability and like kind of the committee approach that they use in Baltimore, they have a very good rushing attack. But at the same time, their receiving court is god awful. It's just it's just not it. I mean, Devin Duvernay is not going to get it done. Um, who was it? Demarcus Robinson. Robinson. He had a solid week last week, and that's someone to definitely watch out for. But. I don't think he has the talent to sustain that throughout the year. I think that was probably just a really good week for him, and I don't know if he's going to be able to keep that up. So um, the Ravens receivers, it's just it's tough to look at. So I think you're right. Mark Andrews is really the only option for Lamar, which also is kind of is kind of bad too because he's very limited on the offensive side, and if yeah. defenses are able to shut down Mark Andrews, it's going to be hard for the Ravens to move the ball. Yeah, and what's interesting, one more thing about Mark and about sorry Lamar Jackson, they've won their last four games, and Lamar has not been playing as well. Um, stat statistically as he did at the beginning of the season where they were handed some losses so um, maybe Lamar needs to take a step down for this team to win but I I mean how can you not love Lamar the talents there the rushing upsides there I think he's a great rest of season quarterback option big trust big trust um, and then my next <laughs> my next by low here is uh, Latavius Murray now, Melvin Gordon was dropped from the Broncos about two days ago. What was yesterday? It was yesterday. Oh, it was yesterday. Um, which is kind of surprising for me because Melvin Gordon does have some talent. No, no he, he hasn't doesn't. had, no, he he hasn't had a very successful year. Uh, but, he's a bum. Um, it was kind of surprising how they dropped him so quickly. Um, but I think now Latavius Murray is the RB1 in uh, Denver. And even with Chase Edmonds back there, I still think Latavius Murray will get a majority of the carries. Definitely um, the goal line work. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got. I mean, last last week he had 17 carries, but he only had 50 yards rushing, so which is a little discouraging, a little bit. Um, and they play the I mean, there's a, there's a reason he was picked up from free agency this year, and there's a reason that he's not a, like a consistent running back in the NFL so his limit there might be some limitations for what Murray can do this year but he's he's a, he's a solid I think he's a solid pickup right now he's probably available in the majority of leagues about 26 percent roster in Yahoo in um, ESPN he's rostered in about 34 um, percent definitely go get him that should be the number one waiver definitely, definitely go week. get him I think the I mean the reason that I really want you guys to go get him is just just the amount of carries that he'll get. I mean, him being the running back one in this offense will definitely benefit him. And maybe he's not the most talented running back. Oh, Chase Edmonds is actually out. Sorry. He's hurt? Yeah, he's hurt. Uh, Edmonds is in mind to miss a lot of time. Oh, with a high so right they'll bring someone frame. in, I'm sure. Yeah, now they have Marlon Mack. It's their <laughs> other running back. So it's Latavius Murray, Marlon Mack, and... <laughs> Not the most talented backfield, but there'll definitely be a lot of opportunities for Latavius Murray. And maybe he won't get the most yardage, but I definitely see the touchdown upside for him. Um, He'll be someone that will probably 
definitely depend on touchdowns, but he'll give you a solid 15 every week, maybe. Um, Denver's, bold. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of bold, but uh, Denver's offense has been struggling, um, but they have a great matchup against Carolina, so I, I do see Latavius Murray having a great week this week. I just want to – this makes me so upset that Latavius is the lead back and Javante is out because Javante would be popping off right now. I knew Melvin was not the real deal. Yes, he's had a good career. Um, I don't know if he's going to be a Hall of Famer or not, right? It's not going to be a Hall of Famer. No, not even close. But he was good on the Chargers. He was very good, very talented back. But um, it just – it just pisses me off that Javante's not here to take over. Um, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that's enough Enough said on Javante. I could go on and on about him. I love Javante. Everyone that knows me knows that I love Javante. Um, hopefully he gets better next season and returns to shape. Yeah, Max knows him personally, actually. Yeah, we go way back. Do you have another buy low? I do have another buy low. Michael Pittman. Mm. Just a solid dude. Just a solid. Forget the fantasy aspect. What a what a guy. He's on TikTok. He has a YouTube channel. He has a YouTube channel. I don't know, but in this new Jeff Saturday offense, I think he's been the head coach for two games. I believe mm-hmm. they've. I think they've looked a little bit more efficient oh, personally. Um, they almost beat your Eagles. Yeah, that was, that, that was a stressful situation. That was a tough game to watch. Now the Colts defense is really what um, surprised me. I mean, Eagles offense was horrible, but. Um, that Colts defense really showed me something. They have a, they're they're very good. I mean, they've dealt with injuries this year, so they haven't been very consistent. But they're a team to watch out for in their playoff push this year. Definitely. And then um, Matt Ryan definitely likes to lean on that alpha receiver in the offense. Mm. And I think that's just got to be Pittman. Look for at least eight targets a game going forward. Great buy low. Um, don't miss your opportunity to buy him now. You don't see Michael Pittman. You, what do you see him getting more points by the end of the year, Michael Pittman or Paris Campbell? Michael Pittman. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then for my last buy low, I have A.J. Brown, a little hometown hero here <laughs> for Philly. Uh, he, he's been struggling these last two weeks. Um, and the offense has been struggling. Yeah, I mean, overall, the offense has been struggling. A.J. had, I think, like 1.7 points like two weeks ago. It was like... He did get hurt, though. He did get hurt. He did. Um... Uh, this is a but, great buy low. I like this a lot. Yeah, I think right now his value is, is probably the lowest it's been this year, and he's had a lot of solid games. I mean, especially against Pittsburgh when he put up like 40 points. Um, he was at the top of his of his game, and then he's kind of like slowed down a little bit, having 1.7 against Washington. And against Indianapolis, he had only 9 points. But I still do think his potential is there. I don't think I think those are two weeks that are flukes. I don't think that's gonna be a sign of the times to come. I think Jalen Hurts still views him as his number one target. And especially with Dallas Goddard out of the offense, someone needs to get the ball and I think it's gonna be AJ Brown. Um, he's the biggest target in this Eagles offense and he'll be someone that they look to uh, in like the majority of the field and in the red zone. Uh, their red zone target was Goddard for a majority of the, of the year, and uh, I think A.J. Brown kind of steps into that position, being a, a massive receiver and a guy that loves to get yards after the catch. Um, I also see some uh, some increase in production from Devontae Smith, too. 
uh, he's a guy that has been overlooked throughout this year, and he's had some great weeks, um, but he's also had some dud weeks. So I would also look out for Devontae Smith too, but I think A.J. Brown's value is really low right now, and you should get him because he's a very talented receiver, and I honestly think talent um, is, is something that fantasy players seem to overlook because they only see the numbers. Um, but A.J. Brown is honestly a top five talent. In my in my opinion, yeah, for receivers. I'd agree with that. He's definitely talented. Got a little, got to watch out a little bit for the injury, but that's not to say don't buy him low. I think that's a great candidate mm-hmm. for the buy low. All right, let's move on to some sell highs. Malone, who you got? My first sell high was Ezekiel Elliott um, last week. Tony Pollard. Jeez, how about that? I mean, how about? I it? think in the back of my head, I always knew to- Tony Pollard was like really good, and I always knew that he would at some point take over Zeke's position, and I think he kind of has now. Uh, I think the Dallas offense really loves Tony Pollard, I mean, especially in the receiving end, too. He was just getting a lot of looks and a lot of targets. He had six targets, six catches for 109 yards and two touchdowns. Now, both those, uh, a lot of those catches were on the touchdowns were like 40-plus yards, so... That explains the yardage. But at the same time, he had 15 carries for 80 yards, which is is just crazy. I mean, Zeke hasn't really put up numbers like that in a long time. And uh, I really see Tony Pollard getting favored in this offense now. He's been someone that they've been running with uh, lately. And I don't see him slowing down. Also with Zeke has kind of had some injury troubles this year. Uh, He was out against Chicago and Green Bay, and now he's limited in practice with the knee injury. So they can't really lean on Zeke since he's kind of injury prone. It's a knee injury. He's always injured. Um, He he did, but the reason why you can sell him high is because he had 17.7 points uh, week 11, um, which is like solid production, and players will still regard Zeke as a very successful um, running back in the league. He's got a big name. Uh, players like to play him. But at the same time, he had 15 carries for only 42 yards, and he's only getting these carries inside the 10, inside the 5, and the Cowboys won't score just like that every single every single week. I don't think that's something that's very consistent. He hasn't gone over 100 yards rushing this year, um, and his he's like non-existent in the in the receiving game either so um he's really just getting looks inside the 10 inside the five uh but that's not something you guys should depend on so i would sell him high yeah i definitely agree with that i'm actually thinking about this is not one of my sell highs but tony pollard's very interesting he's put up in the last three games he's put up 33 this is half ppr 33 20 and 34 I think he has a great he does have a great schedule rest of season and he's definitely reliable. I'm kind of questioning selling him high also. Maybe you can get another piece that you need. Maybe you can sell him for two other players. But he is reliable when Zeke is out. I'm just kind of Jerry Jones loves using Zeke. He loves talking about Zeke and Jerry Jones kind of controls that organization. <laughs> Um, I mean, who are we kidding? He's always talking about it, like literally anything. Mm. I do love Pollard, but I, I do want to monitor him on the sell, as a sell-high candidate. I'm not going to put him on there yet, but I think if you're, ba- if you're not good with receivers right now, you can flip him for a pretty decent receiver. Um, all right, that's enough on Tony Pollard. Let's move <laughs> on to... My first sell high, George Kittle. Coming off a two-touchdown game. Shout out, Jeremy. 
Shout out Jeremy. He's not going to listen anyway. Um, Coming off a two-touchdown game, he caught, I believe, both of his touchdowns for more than 30 yards. Mm. I believe. I mean, that's just not sustainable. He is a beast. I think he is a top three tight end talent-wise for sure. But I'm always worried about his injury. I never draft him because I'm scared he's going to get injured. He's injured literally every season. Um, he may get hurt again. You never know. I don't like relying on injuries or predicting injuries, but you do. You always do have to be wary of that. Um, and in addition to that, I mean, San Francisco has so many targets. They have Ayuk, Debo, McCaffrey. Now Elijah Mitchell's back. Um, I mean, there's so many mouths to feed Kyle on that Juszczyk. offense. Yeah, exactly. Even <laughs> even Kyle Juszczyk. Um But I just I don't know if you can rely on Kittle. I definitely sell him high. Hmm. What do you think about Jimmy Garoppolo? He, I, I mean, like Jimmy Garoppolo. Really, he looked he great. Good last night. He I'm does have high. a great playoff schedule. Yeah. Um, threw four touchdowns last night. And his terrible offense, terrible defense from Arizona. But he does have a good. He's definitely a startable quarterback, I'd say. I actually just started him this week because Kyler decided he didn't want to play for me. But I think he's a viable quarterback option for okay. sure. You have a quarterback on your sell-high list, don't you? I do. Um, and I, I don't know if this is really sell-high because not too many teams start him. I think but you're coming after me right now. Da- Daniel Jones. Uh, now, <laughs> I am a passionate Daniel Jones hater. Not a hater, mm. but I just have I just got I just got no like faith in this in this man really. I don't think he's the answer for New York, in my opinion. Um, them losing to Detroit was tough. Uh, as I mean, I mean, I've talked to a lot of Giants fans, um, and they I, I mean Happy. Max I mean Max right. even said that he predicted this. Like he knew the Giants weren't as good as their record, and I don't see the Giants succeeding with Daniel Jones. I'm sorry I had to say that. If I'm wrong, you guys can come. No, back. I agree. You guys can come back to this and, and expose me, but Daniel Jones has had some so- solid production. I'd say. Um, I don't know what. Specific, let me see his numbers here. Uh, he had 24 points last week, and then 18 then the week before that. And throughout the year, he's about averaged like 17 points, and which is pretty good. I mean, that's like it's around top 10 uh, quarterback production. And that's with the Giants winning. So that's I... with the Giants winning. Um, but now Wandale Robinson, I believe, just got hurt pretty bad. And I think he's the amount tore of his ACL. yeah, he tore his ACL. Wow. Um, but the amount of targets in that. Giants offense is just very slim. I mean, right now it's looking at Darius Slayton, Richie James, Kenny Colliday, and Isaiah Hodgins. And I mean, just, I mean, those <laughs> names, no one's really going to remember. I mean, Kenny Galladay has been a massive disappointment Terrible. in real life and fantasy. Um, they correlate. They yes. definitely correlate. I mean, Darius Slayton, too. Uh, it, it's just been, it's been tough to watch. Uh, Dar- I mean, Darius Slayton was on my watch list, and he's had some solid weeks. Um, and I do see some production actually coming out of him. Uh, he's probably averaged around 15 points in the last four weeks, so he's actually a pretty solid target. Um, but other than that, Daniel Jones really has no one to throw to, and if he had people to throw to, I really don't think his talent is there. Uh, there's Saquon, who he d- tends to dump uh, the ball to, but Saquon can't really do everything. Um, so I really don't see the most production from Daniel Jones coming up. Uh, he had a great week last week, but that was against a 
poor Lions uh, defense. Yeah. And also, Daniel Jones, these next, like, four weeks, he plays only divisional games. Please sit him um, this week against Dallas. Yes, Dallas, I mean, their defense locked up the Vikings. So definitely do not play him against Dallas. It may be tempting because it is Thanksgiving and you want to watch football on Thursday, but That's please true. do not yeah, do, not, do, do not start Daniel Jones. Do not start You'll Daniel be Jones. very miserable eating your turkey. I um, think turkey's overrated as a side note, but right, yeah. okay, <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. But um, yeah, so he plays Dallas, then Washington, then Philly, then Washington, <coughs> um, and those are all divisional games that I honestly don't think will go the Giants' way. I think Philly beats them and. Cowboys beat them. Um, and I think the Commanders them. game will definitely be close, but yeah. Commanders defense has definitely improved over Crazy. these Crazy. last couple weeks, and I think they shut down. And Daniel they don't Jones. even have, um, what's his name, Chase Young back. I think he returns yeah. this week. And honestly, Daniel Jones could be a drop option, too, if you're not able to trade him. Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe you can keep him on your bench, but I just I don't see bright yeah. days. I wouldn't drop him personally because he comes with that rushing upside, but. Um, so please don't start him this week. All right, moving on. Here's a crazy stat for you. What receiver has five touchdowns on his last eight receptions? Christian Watson. Oh, how'd you know that? Yeah. Yeah, crazy. He's definitely a sell-high candidate for me. Green Bay Packers wide receiver Christian Watson. Started him in one of my leagues this week. Um, put up great numbers for me, but y- you can't sustain these numbers um, I mean, is there really more to say? Like, he's put up 30 and 20 in the last two weeks. Five touchdowns mm. on five, on eight catches. He will p- continue to produce like that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> All right. My third sell-high candidate, lock me up, Najee Harris. Oh, wow. I'm not saying I'm not saying that he can't return to being a dominant back, but and I, I do think he could bounce back and get back to that RB1 status rest of season. But and there's a big but in this statement. This uh, is definitely the highest his value will be for the rest of the year. Jalen Warren was out. We don't know what's going on there. Um, Steelers are just struggling offensively. I think they'll be in a lot of negative game script games where they're going to have to throw the ball a lot. I actually like Fryermuth a lot rest of season. I don't know about Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett. Um, But I'd sell Najee. See what you can get for him. Don't take anything because he's not worth just anything. But see what you can get for him. I mean, is it a dorm-to-dorm fantasy podcast without bringing up the name Chris Olave? (laughs) Um, I I would do that straight up. Um, if you can get more, great. If you can get a Chris Olave and a Latavius Murray, yeah, I would do I, that. I'm sitting Chris Olave this week. Okay, I don't which know what is, you're talking about. We're going to kick is, you off the podcast. Which is wild because I have Amari Cooper. Well, but I mean, I have Amari Cooper and Jalen Waddle. Why? Who is? Oh, fine. Why can you start have, him as your flex? Yeah, I know, but I have Monty in my flex. Ooh, Monty's interesting. So it's either Monty or Olave. We you, called that one last week. If you guys week. listen to this, uh, DM us and give me some advice on who I should play. Monty or Olave. Uh, maybe I even sit Najee or Pierce. But anyways, you were saying. So. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> enough with your uh, fantasy questions. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm done. That, those are my three sell highs. Okay. You got one more. Yeah, I do have one more. Uh, Joshua Palmer. Now, this is a guy that not p- many people are starting, 
Um, and he's not like someone people have been talking about uh, consistently, but his last two weeks have been nuclear. Um, he's like, he kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, he's been a solid receiver, but he, he's, he was always like the third option on the Chargers offense. And I mean, with the injuries that they've had, he's been able to have a bigger role. But um, there's there's going to be some fantasy owners that are way too high on Joshua Palmer just because he dropped 30. Um, and then I think the week before that, what he dropped? He, he dropped had five the week before, but then 14 the week before that. No, he had 18, week nine. And then he had... Yeah, it depends, PPR, yeah, half PPR. PPR, he had 18.6 week 9, and then 7.4 week 10. PPR, by the way, is points per reception, so every catch you get one point. If that was not clear, half PPR, you get half a point yes. per reception. Thank you. Um, but, yeah, Josh Joshua Palmer had 10 targets last week for 106 yards and two touchdowns, which is crazy. Um He's a great receiver, don't get me wrong, but I do not think he's going to keep that up. With If Keenan and Mike are fully healthy, his amount of targets probably... His amount of targets will probably be less than five every week. Um, unfortunately, he does have a lot of talent, though, and he will probably get a good amount of yardage, maybe some touchdowns, but he will not be as good as he was last week, um, unfortunately. But I really do, do hope he, do, he does well. Um, now, let's move on to the Week 12 starts. Who do you got, Max? Who's your first start? I mean, if you want a player on Thanksgiving, have some fun with it. You have to start Dalton Schultz every week. Coming off a little bit of a bad game, you can buy him low there in a package. But look for him to bounce back on Turkey Day um, against the Giants. Um, I don't think Cowboys, I mean, Pollard's such a beast, but I don't know if they'll be able to be as efficient in their run game against such a great Giants defensive line. Now, that's not biased. Yes, I know I'm a Giants fan, but their defensive line has been very, very good this year. Um, so look for the Cowboys to throw. Dak wants to put on a show for Thanksgiving. He told me. Um, he told you that? Yeah, he told me that. He said oh. he wants, he's going to throw a lot. That's sick. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe he was lying, but we'll have to see on Thursday. Um, but look for him to get Schultz involved. Great red zone target. Um, very underrated tight end. Would you agree? Donald Schultz? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I talked about him like the first couple of weeks of this podcast. I really like him. I mean, even though he's a cowboy, uh, he he's, yeah. he's a really talented guy. And I think Dak likes him in the offense, too. Um. Call me an unfaithful Giants fan, but I don't like the whole rivalry thing. <laughs> <laughs> I like liking fo- watching football, and I I do like the Cowboys. Uh-huh. Call me crazy. I think their defense is incredible. It's so fun to watch. Um, yeah, I'm probably going to get a lot of heat for that statement, but let's move on. Yeah, I mean, Who I, you got? Yeah, I got I to gotta start here for the running backs. Jeff Wilson. Um, now, it, it's really interesting this Dolphins... Uh, backfield with Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert. Uh, both are very talented running backs, and honestly, I don't see like one over the other. I think they're equally very talented. Um, but Jeff Wilson just getting traded like three weeks ago, and now getting the amount of production he's gotten is, is honestly pretty crazy. Um, but sorry, Mike McDaniel, man. Yeah. How about that guy? That guy's a wizard. How about uh, it? I really like him. He's a, he's also a really just likable guy, likable character. Um, and I think he also really likes Jeff Wilson in this offense. I mean, being both running backs, being from the Niners, McDaniel already has some experience with both of them. 
Um, but, I mean, just in week 10, uh, Wilson had 17 carries for 119 yards and a touchdown, and also five targets, uh, two catches, and 24 yards receiving. Um, he's had six, He had 16.2 points in his first week with the Dolphins, and then he had 22.3 points in his second week with the Dolphins, and I really do see him growing above, uh, growing throughout this Um he had a bye last week. He'll be fully healthy, and he's going against the Houston run Terrible. defense. The worst There's run defense in the entire say, NFL. Man. And I think the game Abysmal. script also really favors him. I'd agree um, with that. For sure. Now, there also is the question of if Jeff Wilson starts this game and gets a majority of the carries to start the game, and if they get a huge lead, maybe they start giving the ball to Moser, and Moser carries the load for the rest of the game, which could be a worry, but... I think Jeff Wilson finds the end zone once, maybe even twice this game. Uh, the Dolphins will be running the ball for a majority of the game. I agree. The Dolphins have a very talented offense. And the Texans have the a Texans very terrible defense. It's really <laughs> bad, and they really haven't shown any improvement. Worst team in the league? I would I would say so, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I do see, uh, I see Jeff Wilson having a great week. How about you, Max? Who's your next guy? I don't know. I just want to dis. I I don't want to disagree with that because the run defense of Houston is so terrible. But I'm just not a fan of Wilson or Monster going forward. I think this is just a crazy, Monster. talented, um, pass passing attack, um, and I can't really rely on one running back over the other. But I'd say both are starts this week. I think they'll both get their share of opportunity. My next start for the week: Isaiah Pacheco. Um, he looked really, really good last week against the Chargers. He looked like he had a lot of burst and acceleration and speed. Um, CEH has an ankle sprain, I believe. I don't know how long he's going to be out. But um, definitely with him sidelined, Pacheco's a must-start. Even with CEH playing, I'd still, if you're needy, I'd still flex Pacheco. Um I don't know why I'm almost cracking up I right now. I think it's Pacheco, but go ahead. Pacheco, Pacheco, tomato, tomato, potato, potato. Isaiah Pacheco, start him in your lineups this week. Who you got, Malone? Um, now, this is kind of a start. double here. I think it's mostly just, just Tampa Bay's backfield. Um, if Fournette is out for this week, I really see Rashad White being... Or is it Rahad? It's no, Rashad. it's definitely it's Rashad. Rashad. I just call him Rahad. Yeah, Rashad White. Uh, he's a must start if um, Fournette is out. Cleveland's run defense, the second worst in the league, have led up the second most uh, fantasy points to running backs this year. Um, and he's going to get a lot of targets, a lot of targets. I think, honestly, this Browns... Buccaneers game is going to be very close. I think the Browns offense is very talented, um, especially, I mean, Brissett has shown flashes, but I think this Browns offense is actually much better than people think, uh, and I think it's going to be a close game against the Buccaneers, so I think White and Fournette will get a lot of opportunities to produce, um, and will get a lot of points this week. How about you? Who's, who's your Sounds last Sounds good. Who's your last start? My last start is scary Terry McLaurin, none other. <laughs> um... He's playing Atlanta this week. They're the worst defense against wide receivers. I think Terry bounces back this week. He's been a lot better with Heineke versus Wentz. Got to plug him into your lineup. Um, I think Terry McLaurin's a top 10 receiver talent-wise in the league, actually. I think he's crazy talented. I don't don't know if you remember that catch. I believe it was week one of last year. He made a crazy grab against the Chargers, like, 
kind of looking over his shoulders. You guys can't see, but I'm kind of imitating it right now by the sideline, kind of like that. Like, and the ball just came over here. It was a beautiful catch. Um, he's he's always shown his talent, and I think that connection with Heineke is starting to be a lot more proven. Yeah, I mean, just to keep my last one brief here, Jacoby Myers, receiver with the Patriots. Um, bad Vikings, DBs, and uh, Thursday Night Football. He's, I mean, if you guys want to watch some Thursday Night Football, he's a great start. Devontae Parker may be out, too. He's questionable early game. I think Jacoby Myers takes on that receiver one um, position. Definitely. Let's move on to sits for the week. Um, this one's a bit of a joke, um, but I do, I like, I'm going to put a little joke in there. You guys will be the judge if it's funny or not. Um, we'll see how it goes. But Kirk Cousins is playing on Thursday, which means it's prime time, which means he's going to be terrible. Um, so I wouldn't start him. But other than that, New England's defense is legit. I don't know how Cousins will be able to perform in this game. Yeah. Being on prime time against the top defense in the league, um. Yeah. Uh, and then for me is Alan Lazard. Uh, he'll be matched up against Darius Slay, and Slay is honestly has a very great reputation in this league. I think he shuts down Lazard for the majority of the game. Also with the rise of Christian Watson, I think Watson has a solid game against the Eagles DBs, even though the secondary is very talented. Um, but Lazard is mostly relied on for his touchdown and his big presence in the red zone. Um, and I think the Eagles shut that down. And I think the Packers' offense will probably have to rely on the rushing attack. All right, moving on. I got my second sit for Week 12 is Cordero Patterson against Washington. We talked about it a little bit earlier, but Washington's run defense has been incredible, and they still don't even have Chase Young back. They shut down Damian Pierce last week. Um, I'm going to pull up his stats quickly. Damian Pierce rushed 10 times for 8 yards. So I would say that wasn't pretty, wasn't super efficient. Um, I mean, I think Cordero, I mean, I'd sit him this week. Put it like that. All right. Uh, DeAndre Swift, I think he's also a sit. Um, he, I mean, him and Jamal Williams, it's just really tough to see which one you want to start. And honestly, it's kind of sad seeing Swift being projected uh, for has as many points that he is now. I think he's only projected like 11 points this week. And it's just like, it's pretty sad because Swift has a lot of talent, but he's dealt with so many injuries throughout the year and throughout his career. Um, and it's kind of hindered him for success. And he only had five carries last week, five carries. Um, where he's normally given like 10 plus in in recent years. I mean, his first week he had 15 against Philly for 144 yards. And since then he hasn't broke 60 yards rushing, hasn't broke more than seven carries. So it's it's really tough seeing Swiss um, downfall. And uh, I don't think he's a start this week. I mean, against Buffalo, I think Buffalo has a really good game and the game script does not favor Detroit at all. But yeah. you, you had one more? This is, you, I mean, sorry. yeah, but the, no, you're good. This is really a shame because DeAndre Swift is my favorite player in the NFL. I think he's so shifty. He's such a good back, but the injuries are a real part of the game, and that's just sad to see him go down like that and not be as efficient. Yeah. Yeah, my last start is uh, James Robinson because he sucks. You got a third start? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got a third start, Aaron Rodgers. Um, going against the Philly secondary, I don't I don't really see a lot of uh, yardage from him. 
this week. I think you're, that, you're an Eagles fan. No, I'm you not. You don't show it at all. I'm not. Hey, if you if you're listening to this right now, a little Easter egg. Uh, just text me, go Eagles. If don't you're listening. don't do that. If you're listening to this right now, that will show me that you're an avid listener. Thank Please you. don't do that. Um, DM me that. And then Aaron Rodgers. Uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't see a lot of production from him. Eagles secondary has played so well, and against opposing fantasy quarterbacks. Um, they, they've they've definitely limited a lot of points. Um, and Aaron Rodgers has had some solid weeks recently, but um, I don't see a great week from him this week. All right, guys, that wraps up our sits for the week. Now we're going to move on to everyone's favorite segment. Game picks. Yes, sir. He's uh, how did we do last week? Malone took his first dub of the week. Yes, sir. Of the year. Sorry, or of the three weeks we've been doing it. <laughs> yes. Um, he beat me 11-9 out of 14 games. Very good. Thank you. Very good. Well done, lad. Um, the currently, it's twenty. Max has Max is twenty-seven and fourteen, and I am twenty-four and sixteen. So it's getting a little closer for me. But uh, we'll see after this week. Definitely. Who do you have week first you. week, Max? Or who do we so both have? Here, we both actually? have Buffalo um, on Thanksgiving against Detroit. Um, Buffalo. This offense is just stacked. I, I mean, Buffalo has also been a little inconsistent. They but have I think they been. get back on track here against a weak Detroit defense. I'd uh, agree. I think Buffalo takes them. I easily. think Singletary has a day too. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, Giants versus Dallas. I'm taking Dallas against my Giants. Taking uh, Dallas as well. I mean, they forty to three last week against the Vikings. That was a huge statement. Crazy statement. Um, but, yeah, I, I think Dallas takes this one pretty easily. Giants got to prove it to me, though. Patriot, you know Patriots, Minnesota on Thanksgiving. I just have to say something. Oh. It just hit me that Thanksgiving is on Thursday. I've been so consumed with my work because I'm such a diligent right. person. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I had a presentation yesterday. I wasn't trying to really think about football until that presentation <laughs> was out of the way. Wait, you who? also had a presentation. Wait, who? Asked? Cares. Oh, okay. Um, and then... <laughs> Our last game on Thanksgiving. Wait, you just interrupted me. I'm just. I just want to say I'm very <laughs> excited for Thanksgiving football. All right, we can continue. Now. Uh, our last game on Thanksgiving here: New England versus Minnesota. Who you got? And this one's tricky for me. I can't. I can't go. I can't not take Minnesota. But I do think this is a closer game than people think because of mm. New England's defense I and mean, Kirk Cousins. Last week was a sign for the Vikings that Cousins may not be him. But I don't know. It's the def- The Dallas defense is so good. Yeah, maybe you're right. But Belichick, I, mean, I think he's he's a genius. You mean so he'll, the Jets' he, dad from last The Jets' week. dad. I think Belichick f- figures out how to stop Kirk here, but at the same time, I think Minnesota's defense stops the Patriots' offense a little bit. I think it'll be a very close game. I think Minnesota takes this. Um, next sure. game, another agreement, Houston versus Miami. Easy one. Miami's, Definitely Houston. Miami's pretty hot right no, now. Um, Houston They take awful. that one. But our first disagreement here, Cincinnati versus Tennessee. Um, I had Cincinnati. Max had Tennessee. I think the Bengals. It's 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 really. I mean, the Bengals are just inconsistent at the end of the day. But yeah, I think they take this one against Tennessee. They've they've looked a little lackluster without Jamar, but I think T has a solid week this week against Tennessee's secondary. I would secondary. appreciate that. Um, and I think the Bengals take this one. How about you? I mean, I don't agree with you because I have the other team. So, um. I think Tennessee takes this one. I think they're a little, still a little upset about that playoff game last year. They lost to the Bengals um, in the AFC Championship, possibly. Um, they lost in the playoff game. It was a very close contest, very defensive battle. Um, I think Cincinnati takes a little bit of a seat 
uh, this week, a little bit of a step back. I don't know if Jamar Chase is going to be playing this week. Joe Mixon's now hurt. Samaji Piran is not him. I don't know what happened last week. Um, but I think this is going to be a very defensive game, and Tennessee's going to be able to lock up Cincinnati's offense. Okay. All right. Um, next game, another disagreement here. Denver versus Carolina. I took Denver. Now, I mean... <laughs> I honestly kind of hate the Broncos. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. Like, it, it's just, like, really sad. Because I was really high on them at the start of the season. I was really hoping for a massive season from Russell. I'm a, I like Russell. Um, Russell. But they've just been a disappointment. But I think this week they have a little bit of a bounce back against their game against the Raiders. Very close game, by the way. We've been saying um, that all season. That yeah, they I know. Have a bounce back. But this is it. This, this is, is it. it. I think Denver takes it against Carolina. Carolina is really bad. They honestly could be the worst team in the league, too. No, I like Carolina. I think every other week Carolina has a good week, and they just had a terrible week, so they're bouncing back this week. They beat is ba- I think Baker's starting, right? Again. I hope not. PJ so. Walker's better than him. If Baker starts, then definitely going to have to be Denver winning this game. All right. Game I, I got s- Carolina. We'll see what happens. I, I don't feel good about this game. I'm going absolutely nowhere near this game. I don't want to <laughs> see it at all. Um, oh, PJ Walker is starting. Oh, he is. Okay, that's good. Um, DJ Moore is another sit this week, I think. Even though Devontae Adams burned uh, Patrick Sertan, and we're not going to talk about that terrible take I had last week. But Devontae Adams is a different breed, so I apologize. That was wrong of me. Um, but I think DJ Moore can't do anything against Pastor Tim and this great okay. Denver defense. Um, moving on. Chicago versus the Jets now. We both took an upset here, which is crazy. It's an upset? Yeah, doesn't I mean, seem J- like an upset to me. The Jets are, have a pretty solid record. Chicago doesn't. But I think Justin Fields goes off. I do, too. I mean, I he's, too. he's injured right now, and he might not even play. But if he does play, I think Chicago wins this. Uh, Chicago has a very underrated offense. Um, and I think they take this Monty as a solid game. I think they, yeah, they keep do starting what they need Monty. to do on defense. And that Jets offense, god-awful. Terrible. So, uh, go Chicago. Keep starting Monty until Khalil's, Khalil's back. I think we got that pick right last time. He was, I believe he was one of my starts. Um, when he's the main back, he, he gets things done. Next game... Falcons against the Commanders. We both have the Commanders there. I think we both think that the Commanders are going to lock them up defensively. Um, would you agree? Kyle Pitts is out on yeah. IR for the rest of the season. Um, <coughs> I wouldn't be surprised from a masterclass from Marcus Mariota, though. Interesting. Interesting. No, I'm joking. I would be surprised. I think Heineke has another solid game. Washington has yeah. really impressed me. Uh, yeah, I think they take this one. And that's coming from an Eagles fan. Yeah. All right, moving on. Tampa Bay against Cleveland. Another disagreement. Um, I, I mean, I say this. I feel like I say this every week. You just can't doubt the goat. Tom Brady oh. is so good. Um, what? what do you mean what? He hasn't had that good. <laughs> He's just good. His presence on the field is like no other player in the history of the game. God damn. You have the you have Cleveland. I mean, explain yourself here. I don't understand this at all. Hop off. Um, Cleveland <laughs> against Tampa Bay. Yeah, Jacoby Brissett. Yep, he's he's mad that Tom Brady has had his job a couple years back. Oh my god. Um, what are you talking? <laughs> I think uh, I think Amari Cooper does well against this Buccaneers defense. That's fine, but they're not solid. winning this game. No, nah, they're win- they're winning this game. Okay. You just watch. Okay, the Browns are much better than people say. Brissett, this probably is his last game as the starting right. quarterback for the Browns, and I think he goes off to show the ownership that he deserves to play over Deshaun Watson, which is the fact. All right. Um, but yeah. 
moving on, Baltimore against Jacksonville. Um, Malone, who you got for this one? I took Baltimore, which is wild because you took Jacksonville. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I have faith in Lamar. Um, Lamar takes over games very quickly. I think he does the same here against Jacksonville. I'm looking for a great game from Trevor Lawrence. Um, I don't know. This is kind of more of just a gut feeling, but, I mean, Jacksonville Loki has a very, very good offense. They have a good receiving core. They have a good tight end. They have a good running back. And Trevor Lawrence, we'll, we'll see what he does, but um, I think Jacksonville takes this one. Hmm. Moving on, um, Raiders against the Seahawks. We both took the Seahawks. Um, anything to discuss there? Uh, I think I think Gino just has a good week. I mean, um, it, the Seahawks are very talented. I think. I think. Very, yeah. And they had a bye last week, I believe. Yeah. Uh, I think they're fully healthy now. I think Gino. Uh, has a has a solid week against uh, the Raiders. Raiders did win last week on a overtime win, but uh, Seattle takes this one. Kenneth Walker's a stud. All right. For the next game, Chargers versus the Cardinals. We had a disagreement here. Um, I took the Chargers. I think Herbert goes off again. I think uh, the offenses cannot be stopped by this Cardinals defense. It'll be a shootout, though, a divisional game. Yeah, I'm excited for this game. It's not I think it'll be a high-scoring game, game. It's not a divisional game. Sorry. You're good. You're good. We all make mistakes. I'm sorry. We all make mistakes. Uh, shootout game. Uh, Chargers take it. I'm banking. On, I'm taking Arizona. I'm banking on Kyler returning and Marquise Hollywood-Brown returning, and I think this is just going to be a very offensive battle. Um, this one was tough for me, but I'm going to go with Arizona. Next, we got New Orleans against San Francisco. We both took San Francisco. They just got all the pieces um, to win this game. Um, but don't forget about Chris Olave. Have we talked about him at all this year? At all? No, not at all. Okay. Um, Chris Olave is pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty good. Also, I don't even think Stafford's going to play. This, We're not talking week. about that game. No, no, I'm just I'm moving on to the Rams oh, okay. versus Chiefs. Okay. I don't think Stafford plays this week. It's Bryce Perkins I just saw. I don't know. Who? Who Bryce Perkins, the backup. Okay. Um, Kansas so City Chiefs, this Chiefs one. take this one. Yeah, no, let, yeah. no doubts there. Green Bay versus Philly. I'm taking Philly. I'm taking Philly as well. Uh, I would not be surprised if it's a close game and the I Packers agree. upset them. I think it's going to be closer. Philly, honestly, I love them so much, but... Do you? Their game against the Colts kind of scared me, and I do. I would not be surprised if the Packers win this game because Aaron Rodgers could put on a masterclass. Let's that, talk that's about possible. the Colts then. It's possible. Let's talk about the Colts. All right, then. that's our last game. Last Colts, game of the Colts week. versus Pittsburgh. We had a disagreement here. I took, I took Pittsburgh here. Um, I, I mean, I'm not the biggest on Kenny Pickett, but uh, I think uh, they, they Pittsburgh showed a little bit of promise last week. They, they lost did. still against the Bengals, but Najee had a solid week. And I think if they run the ball here against Indiana, um, Indianapolis, um, it'll be a quick win. But honestly, Indianapolis's run defense did really well against Philly last week, so Najee might not have the best of weeks. Um, but uh, I think Pittsburgh takes this. I don't know why. I just have a gut feeling. How about you? I'm taking Indianapolis. I think Jeff Saturday is kind of finding his groove in the head coaching position. Um, developing that relationship with Matt Ryan. And I think Matt Ryan takes over this uh, game as a veteran Hall of Famer and just wins this game. I do want to say, though, T.J. Watt's return last week, or maybe two weeks ago, Mm -hmm. he's just looked really good. Um, One of the best defensive players in the league. But I'm taking Indianapolis. Malone's taking Pittsburgh. That's, I believe, six disagreements on the week. 
10 agreements. That's going to wrap up the game pick section. Um, also, anything also you want to say? Podcast, but um, yeah, I mean, you guys, we really hope you guys listen to this, but we also really hope you guys have a great break. Um, uh, we're trying to grow our brand too, but at the same time, we're just trying to entertain you guys. So if you like the podcast, <laughs> like the pod, like actually like the podcast, subscribe, subscribe, to Spotify. Uh, share it with your friends. We love to have new viewers. Um, hopefully soon we get to talk to some of you guys and really interact with you guys. We were we're probably gonna post a little more on Instagram stories, kind of get your guys' opinions on things. Um, but. Hope you guys have a great break. Yeah, have a great Thanksgiving. Spend it with your families. Make sure to go like um, and follow on uh, Instagram. We're going to yeah. be posting some more content there. And soon we're going to get people calling into the show. So you'll have another voice to listen to there. Shout out the DC Donnies. You have no idea what that is. No. Shout out the DC Donnies. Uh, shout out the California boys. Um, have a great break, guys. Peace. Peace.